Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ty's Tech Line. I'm your host, Tyler Harrington, and thank you so much for being here. We have an awesome episode for you today. We are talking all about a new service that I have recently discovered that has been really, really great. And if you follow me on Instagram, which you should be over at Tyler Harrington on Instagram, then you might already know what I'm going to talk about. But today we're talking all about MoviePass. And basically what MoviePass is, if you've never heard of it before, is it is a service that you can sign up for that allows you to go see unlimited movies in the theaters for only $9.95 a month. It's a super interesting business model. It's a very awesome thing for me. And I just want to talk about it because it's been really great. We signed up for it a couple weeks ago and we have been absolutely loving it. Both Ash and I each have our own account, um, which is necessary. So let's jump into it. I'm going to talk all about what MoviePass is. If you've never heard about it, um, hopefully maybe I can open some of your eyes to this awesome thing that you should sign up for. If you've heard of it, you're kind of on the fence. I'm going to give you some information about it, share my experience, and maybe that'll help you in your decision making if you're kind of considering signing up for it. And I'll also share a little bit about my thoughts just on the movie and entertainment industry in 2018, just in general. Okay. So what is MoviePass? Like I said, unlimited number of movies in the theaters. Technically it's limited to one per day. So you can't go see four movies in one day, but you can go see one movie per day every day. And it's only $9.95 a month. This company started in 2011. Okay. Their headquarters are in New York city and they actually have over 4,000 theaters that work with them on this. So it's really great. There's a really, really good chance that they have it Wherever you live, um, it's very highly unlikely that they don't have it uh, in your city. And what's interesting about MoviePass, I did a little bit of, bit of research on the company. I didn't know anything about them prior to signing up. So I did some research and they started all the way back in 2011, like I said. And they've been through a variety of pricing structures over the years. They've had a bunch of different owners, a bunch of different pricing structures. You know, they had modes where you could sign up and you could print your tickets off at home. They had a couple of different pricing structures where where you could see um, a handful of movies per month, but it was limited. They had some where they had different tiers of pricing going all, all the way to about $50 a month. Um, but in 2017, in August, they switched to the current model of unlimited movies for $9.95 a month and their growth just exploded. I think that they discovered that $9.95 a month is sort of a sweet spot when it comes to pricing because it's very competitive when you think of like Netflix and all those different services. $9.95 a month just sort of was that sweet spot for them. So by September, okay, so they launched that in August. By September, they had grown up to 400,000 subscribers. By December, they had a million subscribers. And in January 2018, kind of as we're recording this, they have over 1.5 million subscribers to movie pass. So their growth has just blown up like crazy. Um, I did also read that some of the theaters are like not super okay with it. Like it's not necessarily a thing that they're super on board with, but yeah, we're going to get into the, the business side of things later. Cause I think that's super intriguing. Um, but first let me just kind of explain like how this works to you as somebody who signs up for it. So if you're interested in moving pass, this is sort of how the process works. You go to the website and you sign up for your account, you put in your credit card information and all that jazz. And then there is an app that they have that you just download onto to your phone. Then what's going to happen is they're going to send you a card in the mail and what they're sending you, this isn't just like a punch card or just sort of like a card you'd get for going to the gym or to Kroger or something like that. This is an actual debit card. So it has, you know, it has a specific number. It says MasterCard on it. It has your name, the whole nine yards. It's an actual debit card and they send this to you. It's linked to your account. Okay. So they send that to you in the mail. It actually takes about two weeks for your card to come into in the mail. So that's something worth noting. 
Um, but so you get your card in. And then if you want to go see a movie, all you have to do is drive to the theater. Um, one caveat with this whole thing is that you have to be within 100 yards of the theater in order to reserve your ticket. So not a big deal most of the time. But if, so you go to the theater, you open up the app, find your theater, uh, choose the movie and the time that you want to see. And then you hit reserve. Um, it'll process for a second and then it'll say, okay, great, you're good to go. All you have to do from that point is you go up to the ticket counter, you tell the ticket counter, man or woman, and you say, hi, I'd like to see whatever movie you just reserved at whatever time you said on the app. They say, okay, great, it's gonna be 11.50, whatever it is. And then the only difference is instead of paying with you know your debit card or your credit card, you hand them your movie pass card, they run it, and then they give you your ticket. And then you go and you get to see your movie. And it's really cool. And it's great because it's super streamlined. It's super easy. And it's just a really simple, simple process. Um, but it's, it's interesting. So I, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what is happening um, when you sign up for a, a movie. Like, are they, I think they might actually be putting money onto this debit card. And then you go and you give it to them and you pay for it. And the reason I think this is because... You know how sometimes when you go to the movies, they have the little kiosk off to the side where you can go if you paid with a credit card online and you can just swipe your credit card and then you know, your tickets are there, you know, they're reserved under your credit card. So I thought that this would work with MoviePass because, you know, I have a card and it says that I reserved it onto my card. So I figured that I could just walk up to that little kiosk, swipe my card and they'd give me a ticket. Well, I tried that and it didn't work. I swiped it and swiped it and said there's nothing associated with the account. So I had to get in line for the ticket, go to the ticket counter guy, do what I, you know, do the whole process and then it worked. So whatever they're doing, they're not just like buying the ticket. They're not, I, I, I think the only way they can possibly be doing it is that they're putting the exact amount of money onto this card, just wire transferring it or something like that's the thing, like the background, like the technical, whatever's happening in the background, in the app, in the cloud or whatever. It's very interesting because it's it's pretty instantaneous. We did have one issue last week. Ash and I went to go see a movie on a Friday night. So it was a little bit busier. It was the first time I'd gone during kind of a busy time. Every other time I'd been has been kind of on like a random weeknight where there's absolutely nobody in the theaters. It's pretty, pretty much empty. But we went on a Friday night and it actually took me probably like 10 or 15 minutes. It, the thing just spun and spun and spun and spun and spun until it gave me my ticket, until like the transaction went through. So I don't know if that has to do with just their servers being overwhelmed on a Friday night because there's so many people trying to reserve tickets that it just couldn't handle it. Because every other time that I've done it, it's pretty instantaneous. So I hit reserve and it's, you know, almost instantly it says you're good to go. So there must be something that's going on in the cloud that must take some time to be like putting the money where it needs to go on the different cards and stuff. But yeah, so it's, so it's a really easy process. Most of the time, that was the only issue that we ever really like ran into. Um, and when I first got my card, the first thing I thought of, I don't know if this is what this says about me as a person, but I thought of all these different loopholes, you know, cause I'm thinking to myself, if they're putting money on the card, couldn't I just, you know, go to the movie theater reserve a ticket, you know, which is worth $9 and then instead go to Sweet Frog and get frozen yogurt next door. And I think actually that technically would work, but they have a bunch of rules that they sent out in like this user agreement that I read after we had signed up that 
frown upon that and actually like prohibit it just based on like the agreement that you signed. Um, and some of them, as I read through them, are really interesting. So I'm going to fly through these really fast. Some of these like little, little rules that you should just know about if you're going to sign up for this, thinking that you can kind of, if you see a loophole and you're like, oh, I'll just sign up for it and then I'll do X, they might have already thought of it. So the first one that's the most glaring that I think actually would apply to a lot of people who aren't even trying to be sleazy, who are just, you know, might think this way is that if you cancel your subscription, according to MoviePass, you can't sign up for another nine months. Okay, so this just I guess this prevents you from because it's only nine ninety five a month, and so if you go see one one movie that month, you might think, oh, I'll just sign up for a movie pass for that month, go see my one movie, and then I'll I'll unsign up or I'll do whatever the next month. So they you know they prevent you from doing that. So you have to sign up. You have to wait nine months to sign up again. Again, you can only see one movie every 24 hours. It only applies to 2D movies, so it doesn't apply to IMAX or 3D or anything like that. And if you have a specialty theater like Cine Bistro or any of those, uh, anywhere where they, they serve dinner or they have a bar in the movie theater or whatever, it's probably not on the list, so it, it doesn't work for any of those places. Other things that you can't do, like you can't sell the ticket, so you can't you know, reserve a ticket, get it, and then try and scalp it to somebody. You can't share your movie pass with a friend. Like You can't just give them your login and have them you know all share one card you're not supposed to do that they say you're supposed to watch the movie in its entirety and I think that they also say that they don't want you to just be buying movie tickets for loyalty points so you can't just like go buy tickets every single day if you live close to a theater just to get a bunch of you know like regal crown club points or whatever so they don't want you to do that and you can't use the card to it says specifically you can't use the card to buy anything other than a 2d movie ticket so i guess that means you can't buy popcorn you can't buy whatever if you just wanted to go get dinner next door and use your you can't do that like you're not supposed to do that and so much so that movie pass actually says that they will charge you 25 dollars each time they catch you breaking any of these rules so they're pretty serious about it and i feel like that's gotta be that's just gotta be them putting these rules in there to please the theaters because i i'm trying to think when i think about this whole thing i'm like how is anybody making money off of this right because i i mean okay so for me personally i've probably go see eight movies a year on average. Most of the time when I go see movies in the theaters, I'm going to see the big movies, you know, Star Wars, the Marvel movies, anything like that, like the big summer blockbusters, like the movie everyone's going to go see. Or every once in a while, you know, there'll be a really movie that's a, po- a movie that's really popular between either my friends or on Twitter or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I want to go see that. So I wasn't seeing that many movies a year, but I was probably seeing, you know, like I said, eight or nine a year. So technically, I'm paying for you know, about $120 from movie pass over the course for the for the entire year. So that would be, you know, that's probably about as much money honestly as I spent on those like 8 or 9 movies if I bought them at full price. So it's not like they're getting more money out of me necessarily. And I'm not even like a heavy user. Like if I was already seeing 15, 20, 25 movies a year, this is just going to be like a no-brainer for you. Like you need to get this. It's going to save you so much money. So but so they're not making more money off of that much more money off of me. They're definitely losing money off of people like that who see a lot of movies. So I'm trying to figure out where the like where the business comes in, like what the advantage for them is. And I think the only way they're going to be able to do it honestly is if they kind of do what Netflix did where they're just having a really, really low price to try and get as many people as they can to collect the data, to have like the value go up of the company, even if they're not, even if they're not making a ton of money. And then slowly over time, once they have this massive user base, then they can slowly start raising prices because they have you kind of locked in and know you're not going anywhere, which is kind of like what Netflix has been doing over the years as they've been raising their prices, you know, a dollar here, a dollar there. You don't really think much about it. But if you think about that $1 per month spread out across millions of users, 
they're making a lot more money every time they raise their prices just a tiny bit. So maybe that's their kind of goal for this. I don't know, but I really love it. Like having, we've had it for a couple weeks now and I've absolutely been loving it. And so let's talk about some of the reasons why I've been loving it so much. So first of all, I've seen a bunch of movies so I think I've seen seven movies. Okay, so I've had it for three weeks and I've seen six or seven movies. And of all those movies, we probably would have maybe considered paying to see one of them. I saw The Shape of Water, which has been like an Oscar nominee and has been like everyone's been talking about it. So that one I might have paid to go see. But the other ones, I don't think that I would have paid to go see them. But I enjoyed almost all of them. We saw, I saw uh, I, Tanya, I saw Post. Shape of Water, uh, The Commuter. So I saw these different movies and I probably wouldn't have paid to go see them, but I enjoyed them. So for me, as somebody who is a filmmaker, somebody who does this for a living, I really enjoy this because it's a way for me to find inspiration. You know, a lot of times we find inspiration from watching other wedding films and that's great a lot of the times, but sometimes you want to kind of break out of that mold. And as, as an industry, as like a wedding film industry, it's really easy to kind of for everyone to kind of see what everybody else is doing and sort of start not copying each other, but being inspired by each other. And then all the movie, all the films kind of start looking the same. So for me, the idea of being able to go see any movie that I want, no matter what, is really intriguing because I can go see a bunch of different techniques, a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different directors. And of course, there's so many different types of movies um, that it's just a really great way for me to kind of be exposed to all these different things. And obviously, I'm not going to take something from every single movie that I see and apply it to wedding films. But, you know, just the more that you see as far as color grading or maybe framing or just the way that uh, a certain shot felt or, you know, any of those different types of things or even just like an editing style or like, oh, this little editing thing that they did, that could be cool in weddings. You know, to, the more of those I can expose myself to, I think that can only be a, a good thing. I can't see that being a negative thing. So for me, that's really been great. And I think the the possibility of me seeing more like hidden gems is much, much higher if I just go see, obviously, the more movies I see, the more chance I have of finding those little hidden gems. Because I always find at the end of the year, it's, you know, um, Oscar nomination time. And I've like, I haven't seen any of these movies because a lot of them, they're smaller. They're not as well known. They're not like the big blockbusters. And a lot of times they don't have the budget to be promoting all over the place, which is usually how I find out about these movies anyway. So by being able to go see more movies, I'm able to see, I can go watch all the Oscar nominees if I want. I can go see those smaller movies. They don't have the big budgets, but they still might be really great films that are just not being promoted as heavily as like Jumanji, right? I can't believe that Jumanji is the number one grossing movie of, uh, I think 2018 so far or 2017. Like it's just broken all these box office like numbers, like blown out of the water. And I mean, Jumanji, I don't, feel like I'd be very inspired by seeing that. Um, but I did consider going to see it. You know why? Because I can and because it's free. And as soon as you see one movie per month, as long as you see one movie per month, everything else on top of that, I consider it to be free. I know it's not really free, but it feels free. And that's what's really cool. So for me, like I said, for most of you, if you see more than 12 movies a year, this is you should get this because it'll pay for itself, right? There's like no reason not, not to go get it. Um, and then for me, like I said, it's just I really like it, honestly, because it's an excuse to get out of the house. Um, you know, working from home, we're we can. There's honestly times where we can go three or four days at a time without ever leaving the house. Like we're just we're kind of always here. We have no reason to leave unless we have a meeting or whatever. Especially now because it's the off season and we're not shooting weddings currently. Uh, so for me, going to see a movie 
once a week, twice a week or whatever. It's just a good way of getting out of the house because I could either go downstairs and I can sit on the couch and I could, you know, scroll through Netflix and I could try and try and like force myself to find something interesting or, you know, watch a movie that I like kind of want to see, but not really or whatever. But if like, oh, I'd rather to get up, get out of the house, get in the car, at least go like interact with humans, you know, all those like sort of things. It seems sort of silly. If you don't work from home, it's kind of hard to understand what that's like but for me it's like i really like being able to get out of the house i can see how if you're if you're not in that situation that may not be as appealing to you but for me it's a good excuse to get out of the house um and like i said just financially it just makes a whole lot of sense and what i've found that's been really interesting every time i've gone to go see a movie especially if i go on a weeknight is that the theater is pretty much empty like i those i've been three of the movies i saw there was less than five people in the theater. One of them, I thought for sure I was going to be the only one there. And somebody came at like the very last second, like right as the movie was starting, one other person came and like sat down. But for most of the part, it's like, these are empty theaters. So that got me thinking like, what is the movie going experience in 2018? And is it like, is it dying? Is going to the movies a dying thing? You know, cause at home, our movie watching experience is so great, right? Like we have so many options as far as what to watch when it comes to things like iTunes, right? That gets movies almost instantly when they leave the theaters, it's on iTunes. You can buy it for five bucks. Uh, to or rent it for five bucks. You know, we have Netflix, there's Amazon Prime, and even things like Redbox, you know, all this different stuff. And on top of that, we also have like, you know, 4K TVs, these amazing like high quality TVs and surround sound is becoming more and more, exp- uh, you know, more and more affordable or something like Sonos or whatever. So the the draw of going to see a movie has really changed, I think, a lot, especially with, you know, all the tech that we have at home to watch to make our movie going experience really great. So I think that the main reason why most people go to the movies at all is one, if they want to see something right when it like first comes out, right? To be the first person to see something like there is an appeal to that. If you want to wait until it comes comes to somewhere you can watch it at home, that means it's been out for a few months. People have been able to talk about it. You kind of miss out on like that water cooler talk or, you know, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, being able to talk about these things. So that's one, I think, reason people go see stuff in the theaters. The crowd factor, you know, there's something, there is something fun about going to see a movie when the whole crowd gasps at a certain moment or, you know, everyone cheers in Star Wars when Yoda shows up or whatever. Like there is, I think there's value to that for sure. I think it's, that is definitely one reason people go see movies in theaters. Um, But again, you can kind of replicate that um, on social media or with podcasts and stuff. Like I really love going to see a movie and then coming home and listening to a bunch of different podcasts about it. Um, So it's sort of like I'm talking with people about it, even though all I have to do is listen. And another thing about movies, obviously, is that they're really expensive, right? Half the reason I don't go see movies in the theaters is because... A, if I don't know for sure I'm going to like the movie, I don't want to waste $12 on it plus time plus gas plus, you know, maybe I want to get popcorn or candy if I get enticed into that. You know, you're you're spending 30 bucks or whatever going to see a movie. It's not really worth it, especially if you're not sure if you're going to like the movie, which again, I think for me and my personality is why I'd only go see big movies that I kind of knew I was going to like. Uh, But that's why, you know, the thought of going to see a movie that I don't like and spending money on it good money seems kind of silly but movie movie pass sort of eliminates that whole thing so i so i did some research on this because i was like okay i actually wonder am i the only one who doesn't like going seeing going seeing movies in the theaters maybe it was just i you know i have a, a skewed perspective by going on a bunch of like random tuesday nights to go see movies so i actually looked up the numbers and what's interesting is that 
the number of tickets sold every year has about has stayed the same for the most part. It might have even gone down a little bit over the years, like since 1996 until now. But the amount of money that they've made in the box office has actually gone up pretty significantly. So, and the reason for that is because the average ticket price has been constantly growing, right? So in Let's see, let's look at 2000, for example. So in 2000, the average ticket price to go see a movie was $5.39. And today, the average ticket price is $8.97, which actually seems low because I'm pretty sure that all the theaters that I go to, both here in Richmond and then back home, like just outside of DC, are way more than $8.97, especially if you go on a weekend or something like that. So movies have become more and more expensive, but what's also I found interesting is that of the major six um, production companies that you know put out theaters, so like Fox or Sony or whoever, like all the different places that put out movies, the number of movies they put out per year has actually gone down over the year. So in 96, they, only, they put out 121 movies between the major six. And in 2017, they only put out 79. So they're putting out less movies. They're charging more money for it. And they're ultimately making more money in the box office. So I guess... I think part of the reason why that happens, this is just me sitballing. I have absolutely no idea. I think part of the reason that that happens is, like I said, because of the whole social media thing, if a movie can pick up traction and everybody's talking about it, right? Everybody on your Facebook feed is talking about whatever movie it is, then you're, you're probably going to want to go see it. Whereas just because you see commercials for it and those types of things, like obviously that still impacts it, I think. Um, and movies that I'm more aware of are the ones that are advertising a lot that I either see ads for like in my newsfeed or ads for before like YouTube videos, pre-roll or on commercials, or if, especially if they kind of hit all of those different sources that I'm more likely to be aware of the movie. But what really whatever go get me to go see a movie is friends on social media saying, oh, this movie was great, or oh, this movie was super interesting, or hearing, again, hearing a podcast, or especially if it comes up naturally on a podcast I already listened to, and they're talking about a movie. Those are the types of things that used to get me to go see a movie, but that was kind of it. So I don't know. I think that the whole movie going experience is very interesting, which kind of brings me all the way back around to how the heck is movie pass making any money off of this? Because like I said, there's the theaters have got to be taking a cut because when I go to that theater and I'm the fifth person to sit down in the, in the theater and watch that movie, I'm not really costing the theater any more money than if they played it for four people, right? They're already going to run it. They're already paying to have the projector on. They're already paying for the staff to take the tickets. Like those costs aren't changing from when they buy the movie initially to show. And I guess they probably bank on making a bunch of their money in like the opening weekend, especially if it's a big movie like Star Wars. Because I bet even if I went tonight to go see Star Wars, there there would be nobody in there. It would be a relatively empty theater. But Star Wars obviously made billions of dollars because in the opening couple weeks, that's where they make all their money. I'd imagine every movie has like a pretty big swell at the beginning and then kind of tails off over time. But there's also lots of things. Again, social media can have a huge spike in that. If some movie gets really hot on Twitter, somebody talks about it uh, or like right now it's uh, it's award season. So if they get something wins an award, it might've been in the theaters for a while, but it's going to get a big spike in people going to see it. And what's really cool is that now whenever I go to a movie and I'm watching all the previews, instead of before, I was always like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, blah, blah. Like my, the level on which I judged the movies was very, very, the bar was very high. Like it had to be like an amazing looking movie for me to want to go see it. Now, literally anything that just kind of piques my interest a little bit, I'm like, yeah, 
maybe I'll go see that. Like maybe I I will go see that because you know why? The only thing it's costing me at that point is my time. So that leads me to my last point that I want to talk about. We're going to wrap it up here. Who is this for? Who is it not for? And if you're kind of, again, if you're sort of sitting on the fence, you're thinking about it, here are some things I think you should think about before you decide to sign up for it. First thing, obviously, is how much free time do you have? So for us, I wouldn't necessarily call it, we have a lot of free time. We don't have kids. It's the off season right now. And I can go see three or four movies in one week if I wanted to, because instead of going downstairs and sitting on Netflix and watching something on Netflix, I've decided I just, I'd rather go see a movie. So I'll get up and I'll get in the car and I go see a movie and I come back. And the same amount of time is spent as I would have spent watching Netflix. So obviously I'm not neglecting my work. I don't want people to think that because I've seen four movies in one week, that I'm not working and all I'm doing is going to see movies. Like, no, 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 we work all day. We work until five. And then again, instead of going downstairs and sitting on the couch, I go see a movie. So if you have that sort of a flexibility in your schedule, you have free time and you love going to see movies, then I think movie passes for you. If you, again, like I said, this at the beginning, if you're already seeing more than 12 movies a year, just get it. Like it's going to save you money and it's great. And I, I mean, who knows if they're going to keep the same pricing structure for how long, but it's definitely something, I mean, I would jump on it now, especially if you're a big, big movie buff, or if you're kind of like me where you want to see more movies, but you don't want to waste money on bad movies. You're just kind of like in that sort of a realm where you just want to see more movies, go get this. Like, it's going to be great. If you're the kind of person that doesn't have that kind of time and you're kind of, or maybe you financially, you're like, okay, if I had to choose between this and Netflix, which would you choose? And again, I would say it sort of depends. How much Netflix stuff have you already watched? Do you like watching shows like TV shows or do you really like watching movies? And how much do you care about seeing the movies right when they come out? Because obviously, eventually, all these movies that you go see in the theaters, they're eventually going to end up on iTunes, on Netflix, on Amazon Prime Video. Like they're going to end up in one of those places. But the advantage, obviously, of going to see a movie in the theater is that you get that movie theater experience you get to see movies early, like right when they first come out. And it's just, I don't know, there's just something different about seeing movies in theaters. But if you're a parent, right, and you just want to have the ability to sit down and watch a 22 minute episode of The Office while your kid takes a nap, that's obviously not going to work for this. So you can't, you can like sneak in a quick episode of The Office. You can't really sneak in a quick movie at the movie theater, right? You'd have to have a babysitter or something, you know, like whatever. So I'm not saying that this is necessarily for everybody. Like I understand that there's plenty of people out there who are in seasons of life or whatever, where this is just not going to work for you. Or you could, you might just have absolutely zero interest whatsoever in seeing movies in the theaters. You say, I will wait for it to come out on whatever on DVD, come to come to Netflix. I'm already paying for that and I'll just wait for that. And if you're in that camp, then you probably haven't gotten this far in this podcast because you don't care about movies. But if you have any interest in movies whatsoever, and if you pay to go see, I would say, like I said, if you go see more than like six movies a year, I think that this is worth it. I've absolutely loved it. Ash has it. Um, one thing you should should know, yeah, is you have you each have to have your own. I can't remember if I mentioned that or not. You each have to have your own movie pass. Like Ash and I can't just go with one. You each have to pay for one. So that's you know, we pay we between the two of us we pay twenty dollars a month. But obviously you have to buy two tickets whenever you go together anyway. So it's still the same financially. It's about the same. Um, and then I would say if you do get this, don't be afraid to go to movies alone. I've gone to a bunch of movies alone. And I actually really love it. I guess there's something unique, I think, about going to see a movie by yourself, just going in, sitting down, and then getting up and leaving. Like there's something, I don't know, very empowering about it. 
Not that I don't like hanging out with Ash, not that I don't like seeing movies with Ash, but it's been really cool to go see movies by myself. So yeah, so that's Movie Pass. That's pretty much all my thoughts about it. I just wanted to share about it on the podcast here because I think that it's very interesting. It's so interesting on so many levels from the tech that is required to make it happen and all of the backend and the programming and all the logistics that had to happen in order to get the app to sync with the cards and the cards with the users and the money to be transferred, like all that stuff I find very interesting. And then also just like the business model, like are they making money? How are they gonna make money? Are the theaters taking a cut? Are they not taking a cut? I just think the whole thing is very, very interesting. So I just wanted to jump on here and just trying to share my thoughts on it. So I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any extra questions that I may not have answered during this podcast, uh, go ahead and let me know over on Twitter or Instagram. Shoot me a message. I'd love to answer anything I can for you. And if not, I'd love to try and help you figure it out for yourself. But I definitely think this is something that everybody should at least look into and sort of think about. If Again, if you go see any sort of movies, this is definitely, I mean, it's, it's what a time to be alive, guys. Seriously, this is just, I think it's just so cool. And we've absolutely been loving it. It's been great. So that's all I have. Thank you very much for listening. As always, this is Tyler. This has been Ty's Tech Line, and I'll see you next time.